1 Samuel 3, verse 9, for the scripture reading. Uh, Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, uh, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Uh, So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Thank you, Solomon. You're voting, and thank you, each one, for uh, turning in a slip this morning. We appreciate your cooperation and your input. The top two will have to fight out who is the chairman because they tied Joy Burrell and Rick Castleberg. Then there was John Stevens, Bobby Zenner, Carl Gale is your uh, first five. And the two alternates coming in next were Susie Gauger and Bob Gauger. So they can fight that out too, I guess. (laughs) But anyway, I'll read that again for you. Joy Burrell, Rick Castleberg, John Stevens, Bobby Zenner, Carl Gale, Susie Gauger, and Bob Gauger. And if if I read your name, uh, if you would meet with me back here, Uh, after church so that uh, we can just get a little organized as to when we can meet and so on. Thank you. Can you hear me? Happy Sabbath. Bear with me here as I, uh, I have something that's us. Let's see. You know, I was I was noticing. Uh, I'm like, are they scared of me? They just say all the way in the back. <laughs> Do I have to get closer? I think I'm gonna have to get closer to you all today, if you don't mind, of course. Um, well, I do appreciate my wife sitting here closer to me. <laughs> I don't think she has a choice, does she? <laughs> uh, some of you have asked. Well, where are the pictures at? And so we don't have all the pictures. Uh, we do have in advance the photographer who took our pictures for our wedding. Um, she gave us a little sneak peek of it. And so we're going we're gonna to try to show you a sneak peek. But before that, we also want to thank you 
Uh, last Sunday was great. We, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed the support, all the gifts, everything, your presence there. So we, we are really grateful for that. And so here it is. Uh, this was the invitation. You probably can't see it. It's too small there. Um, and the little decor around it. Uh, I think that's her ring and my ring. And uh, this was, so uh, we, my, my aunt, I have an aunt who actually does all the decor. She actually has a license to do all of this. So she put everything together. Uh, this was the outside where we got married, where we stood. And I said, I do. Uh, this was the, the entrance of the venue. Um, it was a farm uh, that they had updated. So these were some of the decors of the tables, uh, something okay, simple there. Um, can you all see it? Is it big enough? Well, if you would have sat in the front. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, these were her bridesmaid, and of course, the most beautiful one at the center uh, there. And these were my grooms, uh, my friends, family, brother is in there. And that's my, my dad. I was putting him the tie. He's like, I don't know how to wear a tie. I don't really like it. So I'm like, here, I'm going to help you. And I took pictures there while we were getting ready. And my mom is to your right. My dad is... To their left, sorry, yes. And uh, my dad is to your right, and uh, at the far right, it's my brother with my niece. Um, they say I look like my mom. I don't know. You have to let me know there. Or neither. I, I don't know, right? Uh, these are her, her parents, uh, Jasmine's parents, her dad there, and uh, her mom uh, after we got married. And... Um, that was me when I was waiting. They told me to close my eyes. I had not seen her yet, so I'm there smiling, waiting to see. My heart beating and my, arm, my hands are sweating. I'm like, whoa, this is worse than preaching. <laughs> so, but it was a good time. And then this is where we were already married, and I was the happiest, as you can see there, hugging her tighter, and it was, it was a good time. So this is a little sneak peek for you guys. I hope um, that way you say, yeah, where are the pictures? There's the pictures. But we we're thankful, and hopefully when we do get more, if you guys would like, we could share more of them. I know that you were all praying while we were gone, and we appreciate that. It feels, it feels forever that I haven't been here speaking, and it, it did feel good to, to sit back, relax, and the time I was here, thank you. Uh, the kids were playing, and, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was awesome, and glad to be back and to speak again. I enjoy speaking the Word of God. I enjoy being with you all, and uh, don't worry, I won't be too long. I know there's potluck, so I also get hungry. And I think I, I, I agree with Bob here. As, as, as I went to the kitchen just, just to take a peek to see what was, and I smelled. I'm like, I got to get out of here before I get more hungry. Happy Sabbath. Oh, come on. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. There you go. I hope you've all, well, this, this week has been a little weird with weather, hasn't it? Well, just yesterday we had a good day today, and I look at the forecast, and um, some, some folks are trying to scare Jasmine. I'm like, Jasmine, it's not always like this. Don't worry. 
But um, there you go. So, let's go ahead and, and have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, it is a joy to be in your presence, Father. Thank you for blessing us with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for loving us. And as we go into your word, as we dwell in to what it means to have a kingdom culture, we pray that you may speak to our hearts, that you may remind us that you are ever wanting to speak to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful uh, music there that we had by Sister Rosie and our special there from Nancy. And I think there was a, there, there was a, a shout, a happy shout, thank God for young people. I didn't, I didn't hear you. Aren't we glad that we have kids, we have young adults, we have adults, and so on? The church is filled with the future in this church. A lot of kids. So uh, turn to your Bibles to chapter, uh, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, chapter 3. 1 Samuel, chapter 3. Now, do you all remember what this month series is all about? Well, what's the title of it? Let me remind you, it's Kingdom Culture. Last week, I do believe, Matt, as a king, yes, Kingdom Culture. Last week, Matthew preached on the theme, the focus, denying self. This week, we're going to study about listening to God, what it means and how can we listen to God. And so, we're going to take the story here in, in chapter 3 of uh, of First Samuel, and, and a little bit of context. You see, Samuel is a transition uh, book. It, it, it's a continuation of what Judges uh, sp- starts to speak on, and it, it, it's it's a very dark time for the people of Israelite for the Israelites. It's a time of spiritual drought. Everyone did as they pleased. They had judges, but God had no prophet. He had no way of communicating because they had rejected. God himself. And so the two successors who were Eli's son at that time were supposed to take and keep going with the priesthood, but they were so corrupted that God basically said to Eli, you know what, I'm going to start all over. I'm going to do something big with this country, with this nation. And they started to complain. They didn't want God to govern them themselves. You see, this time and this history of Israelites, they're going into a transition. They no longer now want to depend on God. They want a king. And they're asking for a king. God is not pleased, but yet he still works with them. He is patient with them. And, and we're talking about listening to God. And so we pick up the story here. Uh, and, and around this time, there's, there's a woman named Hannah who, who is barren. And he goes to God and he prays to God. And, he, and she makes a covenant with God saying, if you give me a child, I will dedicate this child to the Lord. And out of that covenant, out of that promise, Samuel is born. 
Samuel then later is given to Eli to learn the ways of what priesthood was, the ways of taking care of God's house. And so we pick up the story here in chapter 3, verse 1 of 1 Samuel. And we're going to see really unique and important lessons about listening to God. Now the boy Samuel, and I'm reading New King James, ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was what? No widespread revelation. You know, it's something similar that we have today. Perhaps today we may not have a prophet that has come up since our prophet L.G. White. And today we may feel like God's voice or him speaking to us is a kind of a rare thing, isn't it? But in those days, Samuel had the same thing, but we'll see that God doesn't want these things. He doesn't want his voice to be rare in our ears. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was laying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow dim, that he could not see, and before the lamp, and before the lamp of God went out of the tabernacle, and of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, the Lord called Samuel, and he answered. What did he say? Here I am I. We're talking about this kingdom culture that we're trying to create. While society has not want God, we here believe that God is still alive. We believe that God is the same from Samuel's day today. And you see, the important thing, if we want to learn how to listen to God, the first lesson that I was able to learn that I want to share with you is where you spend your time in. Where is your comfort zone? Because the Bible says that Eli was in his usual place resting while Samuel was in the presence of the Lord. You see, In order for us to learn how to listen to God, the first thing is we have to know where we spend most of our times at. Samuel was not just next to, in the sanctuary, he was next to the ark of God. What was the ark of God? The ark of God was where the Shekinah glory would rest and go to Israelites every once a year. It was the same place that Moses walked in and out every year when he was alive. It was the presence of God that dwelled there. And Samuel knew where to rest. You want to learn how to listen to God? Our first thing we need to learn from the story is that we need to be in the presence of the Lord. The story keeps going in the narrative. It's interesting because God is calling Samuel. The first time Samuel gets up, he runs to Eli, the Bible says in verse 5. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. That's the first time. Second time, sorry. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me, he answered. I did not call my son. Lie down again. Second time. Now Samuel did not know yet that the Lord, know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed 
to him. You see, Samuel was using was 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 used used to being in the presence of the Lord. God calls him, he hears, he gets up, he thinks it's Eli, he's confused. Three times the Bible tells us in this narrative that God calls him, and three times he doesn't know who it is. This lesson teaches us that when we begin to learn, when we begin to to live in the presence of the Lord and, and God begins to call us, when we begin to hear his voice, it is hard to know or understand that that's actually God speaking to us. How many of us want to get to the part where if you keep reading the narrative, God actually does speak to Samuel after? How many, you know, when I was reading this story, I'm like, Lord, why don't you always cut to the, why, why is it that you have to take us through a process? Why can't you just speak to me just, just like that way? And, I, you know, many of us want to do that, but God always knows what he's doing, and he takes us to this pro, through this process. And there's a reason for that process. You see, the, the, the scripture tells us, and the narrative keeps going. In verse, verse 7, verse 8, And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did not call me. Then Eli, the Bible says, what happens? My version says perceived, other says realized. That the Lord had called Samuel. Now, now think about it. Samuel does not, he does not know that the Lord is calling him. Eli perceives this, this, this word in the Hebrew is bane, which means to realize, to distinguish between God's voice and all the, all the things around him. He, he, Eli realized something, and as soon as he realized, he told Samuel, The next time, verse 9, Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if he calls you, that you may say, Speak, Lord, for your servants, what? So Samuel went and laid down in his place. You see, when, when the Lord speaks to us, he will confirm to us that it's him. And the way I, I, I picture this, have you ever had the opportunity to look for a car, buy a car, and, and you're thinking of this car, for, uh, uh, and, and out of nowhere, that car that you're thinking of buying, out of nowhere, you start, you start to see it over and over again in the streets. Has that ever happened to you? Or, or for example, I can recall when I got called to Wisconsin, um, and, and, and we were in Tennessee, Jasmine and I, and next thing you know, all, all we started seeing was tags of Wisconsin. Oh, look, Wisconsin. Oh, look. I had never seen tags of Wisconsin. It's God takes this. When he tries to speak to us, he makes sure that he is loud and clear. And you see, he's going and he's confirming. He, he's making this confirmation to Samuel. He says, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel's confused. He, goes, he does it again. He does it again. He does it a third time. Then, then Eli realizes, he distinguishes, this is not an ordinary voice. This is not my voice. This is God's voice. Confirm it. The next time you hear it, say, here I am, Lord. So Samuel goes as an obedient child he is to his adopted father. He goes, and the Bible says in verse 10, 
Now the Lord came and stood and called as other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant is here. You know, it's interesting because God waited. God waited for him to realize in order for him to actually speak everything he wanted to say. God, he doesn't change his speech till after Samuel realizes that it is God who is speaking. Have you ever had an instance where a thought comes in, an impression comes in, and you don't know whether to, to think that's you, your thoughts, or God's thought? Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me. You see, when we realize, and God wants to realize, and I love the picture of the narrative. It says in verse 10, in verse, in verse 10, Now the Lord came, and he stood. You know, that reminded me of Revelation 3, 20, 20 and 21, where it says, For I stand at the door, and I knock. See, the Lord never gets tired of calling. He wants you and I to listen. But many times we're distracted. Many times we let the world, the things of, of, of the housekeeping, and don't get me wrong, that's essential. But God wants us to stay still. You know, what, what I noticed in this, in this story, that the revelation, he was able to hear God when he rested. But many times... It is difficult for us to rest. We have so much responsibility. There's so much things that are going on in our lives. But it was until he was able to rest that God was able to speak. But you hear what he says, speak for your servant hears, for your servant listens. Once, you know, there's a saying, I think it's a saying, and, and it's a wise one. There's a reason why God gave you how many ears? And what, what? One mouth. You see, it's until, and, 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 and I, you know, as, as I studied this, I, I, I said, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Are you trying to tell me that in my prayers I'm asking too much and I'm not listening as much? You see, it was until until Samuel realized that he didn't have to talk much, but to listen to God was when the revelation came from God. And so how are you today in your spiritual walk? Are you asking and asking? And God does love when we ask and when we trust. But are you actually taking time resting in the presence of God and listening to God? Or are you going with your day trying to just ask, 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 and never listening and taking your time to listen to God? And as you spend time in the presence of the Lord, you may, you may not hear an audible voice. You may not hear this powerful call. However, I do believe that God is still wanting to be heard from us. God is still wanting to to speak to us. And although people may say it is rare that God speak, God spoke to Samuel and God can speak to you and I still. But are we resting in the presence of God? Or are we too busy resting in our usual place like Eli was? Where are we in our spiritual walk? 
Are we spending enough time with God to be able to listen to God? Or are we too troubled with the things around us? Eli was resting in his usual place. Samuel knew exactly where to rest in the presence of God. You see, there's a story that I want to bring out that I, when I heard it touch. You see, a young man had heard the preacher speak on this subject. And he had been challenged by the preacher. The Lord is still speaking. You have to just be willing to hear. And so he was there with his youth group talking and discussing about this chapter, this narrative. And as, as they're talking, he goes to his knees. As, as a group, they go to his knees. But he prays, Lord, if you will speak to me, please speak for your servant hears. He tells a story that the group... Um, left, they went to his house, he's driving, and for the first time ever, he, he begins to, to hear this impression in his, in his mind, and, and it keeps getting stronger and stronger and louder and louder, and he can't take it away. He's going to his house, but some, for some reason, this voice is saying, go to the store, buy a gallon of milk. And he's like, Lord, could this be you? Could it happen that fast? And he's confused. But all he is hearing is, go buy a gallon of milk. You see, God will not keep telling you further on till you first listen to what he has said first. And many times we live as though God, what God has said rather than what God is actually saying. And so he goes and he's saying, Lord, is this what you're actually saying and, he, and, and, and the impression keeps going, the, and the, the impression keeps getting louder. And so he says, you know what? If I'm going to be crazy, it's going to be only myself that's seeing this. He goes and he buys a, a, a gallon of milk. And then he keeps driving, and, and, and he's like, I'm taking this gallon of milk home just in case. And then this impression says, um, you, he, he, he's driving around the block, he's going to his house, and suddenly, as he's driving around, he looks at these, at these buildings, and for some reason, he's feeling impressed, go to those buildings. He says, talking to the Lord, of course, he recalls the story, he's like, Lord, why this? Those buildings seem like no one's living there, and he's like, and, and, and the, the impression just keeps getting stronger and stronger, and he's not at peace with himself, and he goes, he parks his car, it's okay, I'm going in, I'm going in, and there's, a, there's an apartment there, he starts to knock, he knocks, and there's this young man with the t-shirt, some blue jeans, pops in, and he looks like he just woke up, he recalls. And as he's, as he's there, the, the guy at the front door, he doesn't know who that person is. Neither does the one uh, opening and greeting him. And he looks at him, he's like, excuse me, what are you doing? He, he doesn't know what to do, so he just hands him the milk. And the guy looks at the milk. He, goes, he leaves him with the milk, with the, with the milk in his hand. He goes and rushes. He gets his wife. He calls his wife, Cunny, come here. And next to you know, you have this wife coming in, ushering in with a baby in her hand, and she starts to weep. Says, I was just praying five minutes ago for God to deliver some milk for my baby. We have no money to pay our bills, but yet God Hears our prayers. And he, she said, I, I pray that an angel will bring 
me this milk. Are you an angel? He could not hold his tears because he had realized the importance of hearing God's voice. What is God calling you to do? What is God calling you to serve as? Have you heard the voice of God? You see, you may not hear God's audible voice, but let me rest assured that when God is trying to speak to you, he will confirm it to you. Gideon used, used proof, and God spoke to him. God confirmed it to him. And that doubt that first starts as an impression will become something real in your life. As John was saying, this year we are going to start nominating people We're going to start trying to get all the church involved in in every aspect that you all would desire to work with the church as. And I don't know what the Lord is calling you to do. I don't know if you're having trouble hearing God's voice, but I know that God is wanting to speak. I know God is wanting to be heard. But are you in the presence of God Or are you in your usual place of comfort? Where are you? Perhaps God is calling you to step in and say, I want to help this year with such and such. We're going to have a survey that's passed around with with the deacons, if the deacons can help me. Or, Or maybe the Lord is calling you and God is trying to speak to you to probably forgive that person who has wronged you. To be a better husband or a better wife. To be a better, better, better family member. Maybe the God is calling you to, to speak to someone to reconcile a relationship that has been broken because things were said and miscommunication happened and now you're blaming one another. I don't know what God is speaking, what is trying to say, but I know that God is wanting to be heard. And so as, as they pass around the sheets, take some time. Take some time to look at it. We have, we have all types of ministry in this church. You may say, Pastor, but I do not know how to do what I'm passionate about. I don't know what, how to do whatever I'm thinking about. Do not worry about that. We can help you. What we want is to work together, united, pressing together, because Jesus is coming again. And so I hope that you also have pens or pencils there, if you could write your name. And I want to read to you this little uh, paragraph here. It says, God has gifted us all with unique gifts for His honor and His glory. Together, this congregation can unite as each uses their exclusive gift in godly service for him. Your church may not yet know all your individual gifts and talents, or your, your, even your passions. So we are asking each member to please fill out this brief survey and let us know what ministry you feel God is calling you to serve in this, four year, in, in this year. We want to know what sparks your interest, what you want to learn, and the areas in which you are willing to grow. When Moses was overwhelmed with the sole leadership of Israel, God eased his task by dividing the people into small groups, teams with similar talents and gifts. These then were able to work in an orderly fashion as the nation moved forward to their promised land. 
Your assistance in completing this survey will help build awareness of areas that interest you. Please hand in your personal survey as you exit today. Thank you for your participation and willingness to become a vessel for the kingdom of God as we too move forward in solid, solidarity to the soon arrival into our promised land. God is coming soon. And God is trying to speak to us. He wants us to be able to hear him loud and clear. But he wants us to live in his presence. And he wants us to obey as he talks. And God will not reveal to you more as you begin to obey. This young man was able to listen. God God telling him, go buy a gallon of milk. And after that, God kept revealing to him more and more. What is it that God is calling you? What is it that God is trying to tell you today? I only pray that as a church, we are willing to work together for this upcoming year. That if there's anything that interests you in that survey, please check it. If you have any other questions, come to me or one of our elders. We're, we will be gladly to help. But most importantly, remember that God has gifted each and one of us unique gifts for His honor and for His glory. Are you listening to God's voice today? Are you wanting to learn how to listen to God's voice? Let's spend more time in His presence, listening and less talking, for God is knocking at the door. And the Bible says, if I knock and you let me in, I will dine with you. The following verse is a beautiful one which just says, and I will give you the privilege to sit with me at the right hand of God as I have sat with the Father. God is a relational God, and He wants to be involved in our lives. So as you take time to look over the survey, just check anything you would like. Members or friends, we also want to include you. God wants to create a kingdom culture. He wants to create a culture that everyone who steps into this church may know that there is a living God. Let us pray. Father in heaven, as we take time, as we look, and as we want to hear your voice, we pray, Lord, that you may give us that opportunity to serve you and honor you, Lord. To glorify you, Lord, as you speak to us that we may usher, that we may utter those same words as Samuel did when you spoke to him, Lord. Your servant is here, willing to listen. Teach us how to listen more and talk less. 
Father, teach us how to walk with you. Give us and remind us, show us those gifts that you have stored in us. Let us not keep them to ourselves, but use them for your honor and your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.